Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode eight of the Where Are They Going podcast. I'm with Hopkins softball star Ava Fannenbecker. Ava, say what's up. What's up? So just jump into these questions like we always do. When did you start playing softball? Um, I actually started playing. I played baseball primarily because my brother started playing travel baseball when he was eight. So I kind of filled the void for my dad. Um, so I played Bethwood baseball until I was around 11. And then that summer I played, or that spring, actually, I played um, the spring softball for Bethwood. And then I played All-Stars immediately that year. And then that summer I switched to travel. So I was playing travel when I was 12, which is when I started playing softball. And why did you pick softball over anything else? Um, I was a tri-varsity athlete starting freshman year. So I played field hockey, basketball, and softball. And I've been playing varsity softball since seventh grade. And I just, I was like in it for a long run. I was a very athletic kid. I've always been athletic. Um, and then actually freshman year, I had like some social stuff going on, like just like weird, like freshman year, you know, friend group, whatever. And I kind of dedicated myself to softball to get through it. Like in the off season, I would, I got really close to my high school coach and we started, she would hit me grounders in the gym every single day during my free periods in the middle of school. And I got really I, my game changed a lot. I got a lot better. And then after like I got through it with the help of softball, it became like an emotional connector, I guess. Like I conditioned myself to think, okay, you're upset, play softball, you'll feel better. So then after that, because I was on the fence about playing college, but after that year, I was like, okay, I have to play college softball. And I ended up dropping um, the two other varsity sports I played after my sophomore year to just play softball. And what positions do you play? I play middle infield, so I for travel, I primarily play um, second base, and I play some shortstop, and for high school, I play shortstop. And what's the pros of being a middle infielder? Um, It works out for me. Well, I played third base once, and because I've always been, like, bigger, I guess. Like, now I'm tiny, but when I was younger, I was always tall. And so I played third base because they always say, oh, like, the biggest girl goes to third. It's just how it works. Um. And I got a line drive to the eye once. Yeah, and it was like we were playing a team that was older. So we were 12 and I was playing and we were playing like a 14-year team. So these girls were huge compared to us. And I got a line drive to the eye and I said never again because I've always been against wearing masks. Like a lot of players in softball wear the face mask. I mm -hmm. will not do it. Um, so then I kind of moved to second and short. And I guess the pros is you're as far away as possible from the ball without being in the outfield because I – can't play outfield I just have no depth perception um that's probably my favorite part is short and I'm also very quick with my hands and it gives me a little bit extra time than you would at the corner positions and what do you do besides softball recently I've been well ever since freshman year I guess it kind of relates to softball but I lift um I'm pretty serious into lifting just to like gain strength for the sport and I also do it just for myself um I also I'm the head of a club called Power to Play at my school. I'm the co-head, um, along with another girl named Annie Burtson. And it's essentially we just gather sports material and we run events like dodgeball tournaments, stuff like that at our school. And we donate them to underprivileged schools in New Haven. Um, I'm the head of that. I play, I did kickboxing for a little bit just to like switch stuff up. Um, but pretty much everything, I feel like once you start college and you like commit to it, then it's everything you do has to revolve around it somewhere. Like I work two jobs um, during the school year, but other than that, everything's pretty much softball. 
in school Sound because I go to Hopkins. Busy. And how do those other interests and hobbies help you in softball? I've learned a lot of self-discipline and time management despite kind of handling a lot of things. And also when I was playing the other sports, um, it helped me become really athletic. So for example, like I played field hockey and basketball, which I said before, but you have to run a lot. And softball, it's known for not really having to do that much physical things like mobility, you kind of stand around half of the time. So I kept in shape by doing the other sports, which helped in my game. And I'm also in, on the softball field. I'm known for my speed. Like I'm pretty quick and that's half of my game is just my speed and being able to run and condition helped me maintain my speed in the off season when I wasn't necessarily running as much. Biggest influence off the field? Mm, I guess probably my dad or yeah, probably my dad. My dad taught me everything I know until yesterday. Actually, I just got a new glove until yesterday. I've used his glove since high school, which is huge. just like a 14 inch glove because he was a pitcher. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he taught me everything. I never really, I never had like a hitting coach or like any type of outside work except for my team coach. So he like would bring me to the cages. He used to own the baseball facility. Um, you know, he's no longer part of that, but um, he would just, yeah, he pretty much taught me everything. My brother would help out too sometimes, but he was very like focused on his own game. So mostly my dad. Let's spin it the other direction. Biggest <laughs> influence on the field. Um, I've never really been, like, it's probably bad, but a lot, like, I know a lot of people are really into like the sport they play, like watching it and softball. You don't really, I mean, you can watch college softball, but there's not really many options. There's not like big professional league. Um, so, I mean, I have the saying on my, um, travel team. It's always like my Derek Jeter moment. And it's like, whenever you're on the field and you have like your all-star play that kind of defines you as a player. And obviously still been waiting for that because I haven't had my big moment as I call it but I guess probably Derek Jeter then because he like we play very similarly um we both have quick hands and we're both like short throws and stuff like that so probably him favorite moment playing softball mm -hmm. oh this was last summer actually I was at I was on the bases I just had someone bunted and I was on first base and someone just bunted and I was able to take an extra base and I ended up at third. So I was out of breath because I like shouldn't have been on third. It should have been on second. But, um, and then the girl right after the girl who just bunted, she hit a pop fly to second base and I decided to try and tag up and take home <laughs> on a pop fly to second base. Um, I almost worked, but I was like, cause usually the girls just like, they just don't realize it. They're like, they forget that a girl's on third in the heat of the moment. Um, so I try and take advantage of it. And the girl ended up like realizing and she threw it home. And I, this huge like catcher was maybe twice the size of me, just staring right at me with the ball. And I ended up like juking her out somehow. I don't even remember how I did it, but I like had her like on the ground and I had to, I ended up going back to third base, but I was still safe, but it was like a diving play. And it was just like this huge thing. I was dying laughing because, Everyone was like mad at me because if I had gotten out, I was screwed. He was like, who tags up from second base? Um, but it was funny. It was a, my, probably my favorite moment. And it's all on film. It's the college coaches had to see it. But <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> Take me through the college decision process. College decision process was, it's actually a little, it was a little weird for me. Um, 
I didn't commit to the school I'm currently committed to until about two weeks before applications were due. Um, so I was, I like could have played D1 if I wanted to, like a lower D1, but, and that I was trying to, like I was dead set. I was like, I want to play D1 because that's like what everyone wants to do. And then I started going to some like camps and stuff. And I was told that I, I went specifically to a Bucknell camp and it was like a clinic at the school with the team and stuff. And I was told when I was there by the coach, she came up to me and she's like, I'm going to tell you like straight off, like you had the skill to play here. You're just not big enough because it's like a big stereotype in D1 sports, especially softball and baseball is you have to have the size. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to be tall. And if you're not tall, you better be big. Um, and I just, I'm neither of those. I'm five, six and one thirty. Like I'm just not, I'm, and I'm a lot stronger than I look, but I just, I don't have the softball look. So after that moment, it didn't really set me back because I was like, okay, whatever. I'm going to find a school that will appreciate me for who I am. But um, I started like seeing the players, seeing how they lived. I talked to some of them and it was just softball nonstop. And like it was breakfast, lunch and dinner softball is all you did. And in softball, like it makes sense for another sport because there's a professional future in softball. There's really, that's it. After college, you're done. Um, Mm -hmm. So it didn't make sense for me to completely give my entire college life to softball. So then I decided and it actually worked out. Um, So I decided to start looking D3 and looking D3 allowed me to look at higher academic schools that I could play at for my intended major. So I started, I pretty much had offers from the majority of the NESCACs by the time of September of my senior year. And that's where I was looking because my intended major is film and creative writing. So obviously I'm not playing at UCLA. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like I'm not playing at a USC. So, and I was intended, I was like, I'm playing softball in college. I'm not going to give it up. Um, so I just was like, okay, I'm going to a NESCAC. And then Wesleyan ended up being in the top 10 film schools in the country. And I had an offer from them and I liked the school. So I just picked there last minute. I know you just talked about it, but anything else about why you picked Wesleyan? Um, I actually, uh, in addition to like the film thing, um, my college coach, uh, my high school coach, uh, she went there. So I had a lot of intel from her, just like what the school is like, a lot of personal experiences. I Since COVID, I wasn't able to do an overnight visit there, which most kids do. Um, that helps you decide big time. Like I did an overnight at another school, but I just never had the chance to do it at Westman. Um, and I, when I was, but when I was talking to the girls, just like over Zoom calls and stuff like that, um, I really liked them. I loved the coach. The coach was probably one of the biggest decisions why I chose the school, the assistant coach. Um, I had most of my recruiting calls with her and I absolutely adored her. She, she coached very similar to how I love to be coached. Um, like, I don't like coaches that baby you. I like you to like, I don't, but I don't like them that are like unnecessarily tough. Um, Cause she played college ball. Like she knows how to play. Um, and she coaches like she knows how to play. And I really appreciate that in coaches. Like I hate it when it's like, it's probably controversial. I hate it when like you have the dad coach that has never touched a ball in their life and they like tell you everything to do. It's like, come on. <laughs> so it was nice because coaching staff is two females. They both play college ball and they're really experienced what they do. And I adored it. Do you see yourself doing anything with softball after college? Um, I've always had this big, long dream because my dad, um, when we were little, my dad played in like an adult softball slow pitch league. Um, and they would like go, we would go out to like 
like we didn't go but like they would always go out to like a bar afterwards and it was just like a fun thing to do when you're older um so i've always said like i call old people softball <laughs> i said like after after college i'm gonna join an old people softball league <laughs> so that's probably all i would do um i guess I've, I've always wanted to like be an active parent and like be able to coach my kids um but i want to get too into that because i'm very against like parent parental influences heavily in sports i feel like it ruins kids lives half of the time um mm -hmm. but yeah just like small parts of it when you said uh parental influences that ruins kids lives in sports i couldn't help but think of he got game with denzel washington yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's tough because some kids have such good talents and parents just like take advantage of it and completely burn them out when they're eight years old and there's no like that's probably why i respect my parents the most because my brother and I obviously have some sort of talent, but we're still playing college. And that's very rare to see. And we enjoy playing, which is even rarer. So. I think this is the most important question. Advice to younger softball players. Mm. I guess a lot of it is why I just said, like, don't burn out. Like, if you're going to do it, especially with college, like, you have to, even if you're playing D3, you have to love it. Like, D3, I'm practicing at 6 in the morning every single day and sometimes I'll have another lift in there sometimes later in the day like you have to love it or you're gonna hate it so I guess like play everything you can like I was very athletic I played multiple sports until the last second just like figure out what you like find something you like always stay active no matter what and if softball is not your thing or if you like something better don't be afraid to focus on something else or if you do love it put your all into it but if you need a break take the break. Don't burn out. You have your entire life to get better. That kind of reminded me of what Tyler McLean said to me on an earlier episode, which was embrace the struggle. Yeah. That's the first thing that he said. Yeah. It's definitely a struggle sometimes, especially after you like commit to it, you're going to have really bad days. Everyone does. And you just kind of have to get through it and keep moving forward. Biggest strength in your game? Mm, as I said, I'm pretty quick. I'm a middle infielder. Um, and I'm known just for my glove work. Like, I have very quick hands, um, so I'm known for. I transfer is really fast and makes up for some of my weaknesses. And I'm a, my fielding is my number one thing. I'm known for my fielding. And that's what keeps me hitting, which is usually the opposite. Most kids who can hit field, and my ability to field mm -hmm. keeps me in the lineup. So now let's expose you. Biggest weakness <laughs> in your game. <laughs> um, my biggest weakness is definitely my arm slot. I, it works for me, but, like, everyone who sees me is, like, what the heck are you doing? Because I throw very sidearm, but mm -hmm. I don't, like, submarine it or anything. But I throw very sidearm, and my I just don't have muscle in my arms, like, visible muscle. I was actually born with less muscle in my body than the average person. Um, that's why I'm just, like, very lean no matter what I do. Like, you see me in there lifting. Like, I lift a lot. I just, like, I don't know. I'm tiny. Um and my arm just doesn't, I don't throw my elbow up at all. And because of that, I ha I'm very accurate. But because of my arm slot, I just cannot throw it that far. I can throw it hard, I just can't throw it like from the outfield. So it limits me as a player, as a utility player. Yeah, I can play anywhere in the infield, it's just outfield is really not for me. <laughs> now you were talking about like not being able to build muscle on your arm and like your <laughs> arm being like a weak part of your body. Did that motivate you to start lifting? Um. Most of what motiv motivated me to start lifting was just like, you gotta do it. Like, it's part of the game. It's honestly one of the biggest parts of the game is being strong because 
if you're if you have talent but you're not strong, it's not going to matter when you start facing better players. Um, but yeah, I when I started seeing like my first results when I started lifting, it was a big deal to me. Even like I look the exact same as I did freshman year. My body, um, if anything, when I lift, I just get more toned and I look smaller. Um, but to me, like I used to be, I used to get upset over that. But now it's like I see it. I see the results more so in my performance rather than my physical appearance. Um, so that's what matters to me now. After I've learned, like, okay, this is what your body's going to look like until your metabolism slows down. So might as well get used to it and just see the benefits. Favorite pregame meal and music? It's going to sound really bad what I eat. Um, but every single tournament, so softball tournaments work out as you have every Saturday, you usually have an 8 a.m. game. So usually have three games. So you have an 8 a.m., usually a 10. And if you get lucky, you'll have like a one o'clock game. But most times you don't get lucky and you'll have like an eight, a 12 and a three. And it sucks because you're there all day and you don't leave till like six o'clock. Um, so if I have an 8 a.m. game, I have to be on the field for warmups by seven. The cleats on. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Um, so I and I live pretty far from everywhere. So I usually have to leave my house by around 6 a.m. Um, that's like the latest I'll leave my house. And so my pregame meal is my dad usually brings me to my tournaments. And when he does, other times my mom does, but when my dad brings me, um, I always go to the same Dunkin' on the way there. No matter where it is, we like stop before the highway. I go to Dunkin', I get a plain toasted bagel with cream cheese, a chocolate glazed donut, a glazed stick, and a chocolate milk. And I eat it every single morning, no matter what, <laughs> when I have games. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, it's not very healthy. Um, like other girls on my team will have like oatmeal or like fruit and I have donuts for breakfast <laughs> every day. <laughs> um, music, I'm not a big playlist girl. Um, I listen to music, but I'm very big on the radio. Like I like variation in mm -hmm. music. So I'll either like put on, you know, like hits one or whatever, 101.3, or I'll listen to some just like uh the lumineers i like listening to them in the car um yeah or sometimes i put on like the oldies music radio whenever i need to fall asleep for the extra hour if i was up late that night or yeah i like the variation of the radio that isn't like the worst pregame meal answer that i've heard really on one of the episodes i was on with um morgan mckaylin and peyton ron who are three triplets who played field hockey and um Morgan said that her pregame meal was ice cream and she doesn't recommend it to people. But <laughs> Well, do they have like morning games? I feel like ice cream for the morning. I'd probably do that though. I eat ice cream for like whenever I'm home, like for Zoom classes, and I don't eat until like twelve o'clock in the afternoon, which again is a bad thing, but I have ice cream. Like I'd have grab no... a tub of ice cream. Yeah, I have no <laughs> nutritional <laughs> nothing. Any pregame superstitions? Um, besides the food, I have two pairs of sliders. I have, which I guess if people don't know what sliders are, they're like spandex, I guess, with some extra padding in them that you wear under your softball pants. Um, I have one of them is a pink and yellow tie-dye, and the other one is just my team sliders that are just black. Um, I wear the pink ones every single Saturday, no matter what, even if they're dirty, I put them on, and I wear my black ones every Sunday, and I never switch them. Even if, yeah, no matter what, I always wear those too. Um, yes, and that and the food. I always eat the same meal. And I know you talked about Derek Jeter earlier, but favorite softball slash baseball player? 
Um, as I said, like I don't really follow softball. The only softball player I know is because when we were at Beecher, it may just be like a weird memory of mine. But I feel like we, for some reason, started talking about Jenny Finch, and somehow she had a relation with Beecher. Or Woodbridge? I don't remember. I feel like that was just, like, it may just be one of those, like, things that you, like, remember, but it's not actually true. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But that's only, like, softball player I know, and she's, like, the best pitcher ever. Um, I don't really relate to her because I'm not a pitcher, so probably Derek Jeter. Like, I only watch baseball. I don't watch. Sometimes I'll play on college softball, but I don't usually. Um, yeah, my Derek Jeter moment definitely comes from Jeter himself. Yeah. And this may be a similar answer, but who do you model your game after? Mm, I'm a big proponent of, like, obviously I have my little similarities. I want to say I model them, um, but my similarities to, like, Jeter and other players. But I'm a big proponent of not trying to replicate someone else's game in your own game. It just doesn't work. Like, when you figure out what you're good at, you need to like really emphasize on it and focus on what you're good at and develop it to work for yourself and your game. Um, like for years, like with my arm, what I said before, for years, every single coach I've had has tried to fix my arm, teach me to throw differently. Like I had a, one of my coaches um, for my travel team. I've never left my travel team since 12U, but he, the head of the organization coaches, he's a pitching coach at U-Heart for softball. And he told me, he was like, if you don't fix your arm, no one's going to take you. And he told me that when I was like 13. And obviously I tried to fix it. Like I would throw and with my arm up and stuff like that. And it, nothing worked. Um, but then finally, after he saw me like get a lot better and realized I, Oh, I, you can play with the messed up arm. Um, he was like, don't change it. Like everyone's going to try and change it. Obviously very hypocritical. He's like, everyone's going to try and change you, but just stick to what you know and stick to what you're good at. Um, but yeah, I guess it's just like implement what you know into yourself and don't, don't try and adapt someone else's talents to your own because it's not, they're there. They are their talents. They're not yours. And do you have any nicknames? If so, where do they come from? Well, my name is, my name is three letters. It's the same forwards and backwards. (laughs) Um, so I don't really have that much room for nicknames. I mean, this girl on my team, Emma Tirolo, she calls me, we're pretty close, and she will call me, like, Dave sometimes, like, during, like, dugout chants. We don't really chant, like, if she's, like, cheering me on, cheering me on or something in the batter's box, she'll be like, go wave or something like that. Um, and this other girl, Mesa Queso, also does it. Um, other than that, I don't really have any nicknames. I guess, like, lucky number seven sometimes, because I'm, I'm number seven um other than that that's it oh people call me i'm a big klutz um i get hurt every single season it's just like a known thing with me um so i'm kind of it's not really a nickname but they like call me like klutz or like injured girl all the time and um that was my last question other other than this one who do you want to see on the series next Um, i was actually gonna say emma because i mean i don't really know many kids i guess yeah emma I'm trying to think if I know no one at my school. I'm the only kid who like plays softball seriously on my high school team. I think my brother could be interesting just because we like came from the same background exactly. Um and we're ended up in similar situations, but we both like we both had the same struggles with like size and stuff. But he obviously is a guy and I'm a girl, so that could be interesting seeing like the different viewpoints of sports.
Um, oh, my cousins. My cousin, um, Gabby Delacroix, she was at Canterbury right now. She plays hockey. And my younger cousin, Joey, um, he's at Hamden Hall currently. He also plays hockey and baseball. And they're both, like, extremely good hockey players. Like, we'll probably go pro in hockey. Like, they're very good. Wow. So, um, yeah. You guys, those Phantom Beckers are all over the place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone in my family plays, like, baseball except for them. They play hockey. They're just, like, the hockey kids out of nowhere. Um, but, yeah, very athletic family. All right. Well, this has been Episode 8 with Ava Fannenbecker. Come, by, come back next week, and we'll have someone else on here. Thank you.